welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach, Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. Welcome back to the second in our two-part series that I am running with my retreat co-host, friend, and now very frequent podcast guest, Yelena Holodkova. And we're going to be talking today all about turning 30 and gaining clarity. Now, this episode is off the back of the episode that we released a couple of weeks ago, where we really talked about how to spot if something feels off, how to spot if something in your life doesn't feel exactly right. You have that niggle, you know, there's something not really working for you and you don't necessarily have clarity of what that is and you definitely don't know what to do next and how to move forward and take action from the place of not really feeling that things are going the way that you want them to. So in the first episode, which I do recommend listening to before you dive into this one, we really spoke about all of the ways that it can show up when you're not feeling quite aligned, when you're not feeling 100% that things are going your way. So we spoke about things such as feeling exhausted and burnt out, being in comparison mode, feeling that, you know, your body doesn't necessarily respond in the way that you want it to, really just not being excited about your life, not feeling inspired. We spoke about role models and looking at people and who are ahead of you in there in your career and thinking that maybe you don't want your life to look like that and we left you on a cliffhanger because we didn't you know get to the part we did it on purpose we split it into two episodes where we want to now share with you what you can do if you have realized that something is off and how you can step into alignment how you can live a life that actually feels aligned with your values, with how you want to live. And that's what we're doing today. It's a really practical episode. I recommend that all of you get a pen and paper or you have your phone notes out and you get ready to write down some actual steps. We wanted when we recorded this for you to come out of the episode and really feel like you already have some action steps that you can take to start living a life that feels more aligned. So we're going to be including journal prompts. Feel free to press pause if you want to already start writing or you can come back to those prompts later on. And really just some methods that you can use in order to make some changes already. And this is in celebration of our brand new retreat, which is taking place this summer in August in Kent in the UK, where we're going to be diving into each of the processes that we're outlining today. So obviously this is just one short podcast episode which scratches the surface of all the work we're going to do together over four magical days on our Align retreat. So the details of the retreat are in the podcast blurb and you can head over to my Instagram page at turning30coach for you to find out more details and please feel free to message me directly or to message Elena if you are wanting to sign up and we would absolutely love to hear from you. Now let's dive in to the episode. Hello and welcome back third time round to the Turning 30 podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Emma. This is the second installment of our two-part podcast series where we are diving into alignment and we're talking about how to get clarity. And this is following the first installment, which we did, we released a couple of weeks ago. And that was really talking about how to identify and how to tell if something feels off, if you aren't in alignment. And we left everyone on a huge cliffhanger because we offered that we would come back on and we would talk about what to do next. So that's exactly what we're going to dive into today. And I don't think we should give a recap, right, of the first episode. We should just expect that everyone listening has already listened to part one. Yes, exactly. Just obviously also holding their breath for what's the resolution to that when something that feels off, what to do with it. So yeah, let's dive in. Exactly. Let's dive in. So we have together come up with a three part process of what to do to get clarity when you feel like something is off. And you know what, I'm going to let you take it away and talk about the first one. When something feels off or something feels unaligned or just kind of like, am I living my personal truth? Am I living in alignment with my own values? If these questions start coming up, that's totally normal. Actually, congratulations. Welcome to freedom. Because when you start to question it, it means that you're really like something is calling you to realign. So it's an invitation to reassess. And actually, it's great. We It doesn't feel good. So we get scared. But actually, it's a really good thing if it happens, because it means that it's just something within you knows that there is more. So it's really good. So welcome to reality where everything is possible. So getting clear is the first step. And getting clear, what what we mean by that is you need to get to know yourself and discover your own values, your own needs, and your personal sources of joy. And the reason it matters is because we live in a way, and that's like all of us, that's not like selected few, all of us, that we pick up things from society, from family, from uh, what we see growing up, what we see around us, and we define success based on what we see around us, right? So how do we redefine it on our own in a way that we know that what will be satisfying personally to us, what will bring joy to us, what make us happy? And then you can also measure success, not based on what it sounds like in your head, but more based on what it feels like in your body. So as opposed to what it looks like to others and how do I prove myself in this world, it's like actually what would happy and joyful and satisfied and being recognized mean to me personally versus like the guy next door, like what is he doing and what? how do I become more like him? that's the step one and why it matters yeah I love this first step because I think that and it's something that we spoke about in the first episode that when you are feeling off or you've fallen out of alignment you often lose a sense of self you often really you almost start to live somebody else's path especially when you're doing a lot of comparison and you're looking at other people and seeing what they do the volumes really turn down on you and I love that the first step for coming back into alignment and for getting clarity is to just really simply it's very simple step it might it seems hard if you've fallen off that path but just get to know who you really are right get to know who 
Yelena really is underneath all that social conditioning, underneath all those social constructs, underneath all of those shoulds. I always say that to my clients when we spot the shoulds. If you can constantly hear in your mind, should, 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 it's a huge sign that you're not really in touch with what you want and you're more focused on what everyone else wants. And getting to know yourself and what lights you up, what brings you joy, what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel in flow is such a great way to kickstart this. And I think that it's really tempting to just jump forward into doing something. And we sometimes don't stop and reflect and and do this question. So I'm really happy that you brought this up as the first step. What do you think? Yeah, I I think it's super important because at times it can be so confusing when you get to the the stage because you are like, oh, I don't actually know what I like. I like a bit of everything. And that's like a bit of everything where I don't really know what brings me joy. It's okay. Like, it's fine because for a while you haven't been questioning and then you were doing things and maybe for a while they were bringing you joy, but they just maybe stopped and it's okay to, to be there. But that's like, I like a bit of everything or nothing particular brings me joy. I'm just like, you know, like everyone else, Mm. that just shows lack of self-awareness. And, but not in a bad way, but in a way that like, okay, but this feeling of not knowing is exactly what you need because some people actually live and they continue and they never feel this way when like, "Mm," but now actually I'm achieving all of these things, but these accomplishments are not bringing me joy. So if you are feeling this way, it's great. So the invitation is to get to know yourself and actually The only way you can do is asking yourself good questions and maybe more specific questions as opposed to just open it like, what do I like? Or like, what brings me joy? These are quite open. So maybe we could narrow them down a little bit to help out. Do you want to start with the first question? Uh, Sure. And they're not in any sort of order. They're just, uh, you can start anywhere. But actually, one thing would be to check in in social settings. What do you find yourself talking about most? But not like forcefully, but like, actually, like if nothing matters, if you're in your natural habitat and a topic comes up, what does light you up to talk about? What do you like to, what, what are your go-to subjects around dinner table if time starts flying by when you talk about this what is it and like be really honest with yourself it doesn't really matter it's this exercise is not to make you seem like the most humble and intelligent respectful human being it's actually to be authentic so whatever it is doesn't really matter just be honest if it's shopping food and clothes that's okay it means that actually there is still answers in that food is sensory experience clothes is actually like aesthetic so there are clues in that as well so don't dismiss it being silly or anything just answer very very honestly Mm, yeah I love that one okay and the next one the next prompt is have a think about what kinds of things that you are saving whether that's on Pinterest whether it's in Instagram folders what are you screenshotting what things are you almost like drawn to I also think that it can be what books are you reading and that when you read them, it really, you know, lights you up. Is there specific topics that you love watching things on? Really start to get clear about your behaviors. And it's funny because this prompt is interesting because if it's like, it's going to draw your attention to actually what you really like and what you authentically like. 
And then maybe up until this point, you haven't even realized the patterns of it. Maybe you'll look back and you'll open Pinterest and you'll look back in your phone and then you'll be like, oh, I'm really interested in, let's say, personal development, or I'm really interested in interior design or something. And I think it's like a really good way to start to ask the question of, okay, like what, what topics can I think of when I think of them? Do I feel aligned? Absolutely. And actually, even my own example, I worked in the corporate sector in banking and financial technology in London. But when I was doing this exercise, I looked at my phone and all I was saying is actually, how do humans become who they are? How does conditioning work? How to get unstuck and just really what makes us who we are and how to become actually we truly are so and it's it's interesting because then a lot of my work is connected exactly to that or most of my work is connected Mm -hmm. to to that but then it was such a far-fetched thing so when I would be saving that I'm like yeah that's just my curiosity and I would dismiss it but in reality I realized that 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 was such a core clue and you know obviously social media is bringing us a lot of different things but also it's a really good and not all of them are good but it's a really good check-in how we are spending our time where our natural curiosity lies what we are drawn to I love this example because I have like the inverse example of I remember when I was in London working as a lawyer I wasn't interested in law I would never have I don't know how many lawyers who are listening are interested in law I don't know if necessarily it's something that, you know that many people you know read court cases and stuff in their spare time but like I if somebody started to speak to me about law in my spare time when I was not in the office I would be like please can we never talk about that I could not be I could not be less interested in anything to do with it and I think that even is such an example of like okay if the thing that you're currently doing for work or the things that are in your life have absolutely nothing to do with any of these things that you're saving or the things that come up in these questions it's definitely some sort of sign I agree yes next prompt one of the most important ones is to check in what do you get complimented on because sometimes we don't understand that like our natural gifts and what we are naturally good at is something extraordinary so we kind of dismiss like because it comes easy to us we're like whatever but in reality it's one of the biggest indicators of what do people value already what do people recognize in you and what do people appreciate you for and the compliments is just a really good indication that for them, it's something special. You should really pay attention to that. If you get complimented in your communication skills, for some people, it's such a struggle. Actually, most of conflict is around having bad communication skills. But for you, like, oh, I'm just chatty or bubbly or easy to be around. But that's something really, really unique. Also, uh, it could be that someone really relies on you for scheduling and project planning and so on. Again, like such a mystery to a lot of people how to organize things. So really pay attention on compliments because Mm. these are clues. There was one really good exercise that really brought it into perspective for me. There is this one question. And actually, Emma, I'll ask you that question. So if I was to offer you 100 hours of training in anything you want, but you would have to split these 100 hours between things you are good at, things you are 
average at and things you are bad at. So you you would have to give an answer, for example, 35, 35, and then, you know, 30. Is the math correct? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> or like whatever way you want to split it. How would you split 100 hours between these categories? Good at, average at, and bad at? I get really conflicted when I answer this question because my mind gets all like, tries to be overly smart and overthink it. But I'm going to say that I think that most of my time, is it time? Yeah, 100 hours of It's 100 hours, yeah. Will be spent going for what I would be great at to make myself even better because that's my unique skill. Yeah, actually, I mean, there is no right and wrong answer, but, you know, if you spend money and training and time on things you're bad at or if that was the inclination, then you might get average at it. If you spend time training what you're average at but getting better at it, you might get good at it. But if you really invest most of your time and money and effort in things you're already good at, you can become world-class. And and we recognize world-class. We recognize excellence. So instead of kind of like trying to be what you're not and being like, oh, I'm really bad at it, but like I must learn that, Focus what is on your natural talents, natural skills. And that's why this thing of complimenting and getting clear at what you're good at is really important because you can hone in and then put your efforts in becoming even better and then excelling at it. Mm. And you will be surprised what happens once you start doing that. And I have a really good personal example of this that is related to my career that I think is almost about not doubting yourself because if you're working in something that isn't necessarily lighting you up and you've told yourself a story that you're not good at it because when I was working for a big uh, tech company and I was working in the marketing department I had to do weekly presentations and I would be so stressed before because I'd be like I'm terrible at it and I hate it and it made me really nervous and I would get heart palpitations and sweaty palms and I, I would get so nervous that someone would ask me a question and I felt such such imposter syndrome and really silly and then and I told myself a story like I'm not good at presenting and I'm I, I think it even went as far as like I'm not good at marketing when I love marketing it's like such a passion of mine and now I run workshops for hundreds of people and I wouldn't even blink you know even on this podcast speaking even you know I got a little bit nervous doing an in-person event, but after a while it felt really natural. Why? Because that thing was my, was in reference to what I actually like, what I actually value, what I'm good at, what I feel excellent at. And I think that it's just important to remember that your body will also tell you, you know, the reaction Mm. that you have will tell you if it's something that you, you are, you know, connected to and that you feel that you resonate with that was just something that came up for me when we were speaking about natural gifts and that example of excellence yeah but actually like in my previous career I loved you know leading meetings I loved organizing events and facilitating them and it was I was good at it and while it was lighting me up I was still doing it and then when I was transitioning into a completely different career now I facilitate a lot of workshops that skill was so transferable and you know it's not kind of like when you are realignment like forget everything you did before actually take what you're good at you can really translate those 
skills into something that will come in so useful. And I have like, you know, for example, I have business degree and now I'm running my own business and, you know, business marketing degree doesn't mean you have to be in a job. Like it, it can be, everything is so useful. So whatever the new version of you might be steering you towards. Don't think you have to dismiss everything you've done so far. Just take the best parts that you're already good at and then make them even more excellent because if you're going to use them on something that really drives you, really lights you up, you just like it's already a very important source for secret source for success. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Let's just do the last one. The last prompt for you to get clarity is who inspires you who expands you I think this is a really important one because I spoke about this in the last episode we both spoke about it of looking at people who are are in our uh, sphere who are around us who are maybe ahead of us and looking at them and seeing if they are a role model if the way that they live their life and what they're doing inspires us and makes us feel like oh I want to be that also in three years five years ten years and we spoke about that if that doesn't feel that you can connect to that person then it's often a sign of of something being off so I think that the opposite of that is looking and and getting very clear with yourself of who around you when you're with them when you're in their presence really makes you feel lifted like uplifted who makes you feel that they're on a path that you you would like and that you resonate with and that you almost I don't want to use the word jealous of but when you see their journey that you feel like oh I also want that I've put this into practice so many times with myself and I'm getting clear on my next steps and really focused on looking at other people not in a comparison way but in a way of okay if that person did it then I can also do it and who's done it that actually I want to as well yeah actually like completely agree and plus you said not in a jealousy kind of way i actually strongly believe that jealousy and envy are the energetic behind these feelings is that something in you authentically knows that you can get it to like for example someone was telling me that they're envious of someone who published the second book like it it brings nothing in me because i like it's not my aspiration for now to you know write it but if it's in them it it kind of triggers something envy or jealousy it means that oh like that's an indication that actually you can also do that it means that there is longing within you so important to follow that but like then reframe jealousy and envy it's like oh it's just again an invitation for me to see how I could possibly do that as well yeah totally I always say that jealousy is such an invitation to dive in to figure out what's going on with you why does that person create those feelings so yeah couldn't agree more okay so those are the journal prompts with a lot of reflections in between I hope that the reflections will help you to formulate formulate some of your answers here so what's next so you've come up we've done this journaling and you know hopefully listeners getting more some more clarity what's the next part of the the process yeah now I think it's a key part because it's um 
something that's going to help you understand what are the values underneath that. So, for example, if a lot of, you know, travel, experiences, adventure, even sensory things like food is coming up, it means that one of your core values could be, yeah, adventure and discovery. If, for example, it's more health-based and self-care and uh, movement and so on, then clearly the value could be health. So really dive into the answers and see what are core themes or the essence underneath them and come up with what is coming up most for you. For example, I realized for me was making positive impact, connections were important. And then I looked at my life in London, it wasn't really aligning with my values. I'm like, ah, okay. It really was like a light bulb moment. So the invitation now is to really reassess And then based on those values, see how you're meeting them. And if not, what would be your desired outcome of like, what would it look like if you actually were meeting them? What would your future you want you to have? So tune in in two years time, for example, like, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? What it is that you want to have? But don't dismiss how you want to feel because I think that's really important. Instead of setting goals and getting clear on your desires straight away, tune in with how do you want to feel? And that's probably going to give you a lot more clarity where you are might be not hitting the mark of meeting your own needs. Yeah, I love that. I don't have that much more to add apart from I think it's just a really good idea that when you do this list that you evaluate it and yeah, that's why it's really important to write it down actually because I think that we can start to create these things in our in our heads but it's a really good idea that we can look at it really objectively and zoom out and almost like imagine that you were reading the, that's it to somebody else's list and that you can really come up with some almost I think you use the word patterns and you can come up with some themes and start to unpick and from that list you'll be able to gain some clarity about what it is that you love and what does light you up and what are the things that you value. And I have a nice exercise that's actually taken from a Brené Brown exercise where there's just a list of words, you know, value words and really picking 10 of them and then whittling it down to five and just getting really, really clear on what are specifically those words that you want to almost like take with you going forward so that everything you do, and we'll speak about the next steps now, that you're always in reference to those specific values because you know because of this exercise that those are the things that are the most important things to you whilst you're on this journey of figuring out what to do next. That's so, so true. And also understanding where is the dissonance is something that we talked about before as well with you, but it's okay. So these are the things that you value and this is the thing. These are the things that matter. And these are the things that you desire. And then like, check in with yourself where is the dissonance where are you actually acting against it and it could be in career relationship lifestyle it could be anywhere or maybe actually like on some parts you're really good and that's also so reassuring to know that not everything needs to change maybe it's some small tweaks you know for example with lifestyle and then taking it from there yeah and then what's next after this so we've done the list we've got more clarity and what what do we have to do now? The next step would be to understand 
what's blocking you or what are the limiting beliefs around you actually being able to meet these needs and and live according to your values so the two questions also like a great prompt the ones that I normally work through with my clients is the first one why don't you have it now why you're not meeting like be honest why you don't have what you want now maybe you just realized you wanted that or maybe you knew all along but that sentence is like yeah I I knew that I want that but and then like be honest with yourself what write down everything that comes up when you ask yourself why don't I have it now yeah and the second question is what doubts do you have that you're gonna get what you want or what doubts do you have that you can actually live life in alignment with your values And that question about doubts will indicate fears, limiting beliefs, or any wounds and blocks that come up for you. So it's like, yeah, I want to be in partnership, but at the same time, I live in a place which is very transitionary. And, you know, it's like, I'm using my own example here. So I live in Mexico in a beautiful coastal town, but at the same time, there's a lot of people coming and going and no one stays for a long period of time. But but even that, like when I say that, I know it's a lot because I live here there are other people who live here but that block was there for me to really dive into that like what do I actually believe what is the belief that's blocking me from being in partnership and meeting someone so something that I had to work through so that would be an example do you do you have any other examples Emma so many examples you said more of a relationship one so I'll go in a different direction I think it's almost like starting my coaching business and moving out you know from working in more of a corporate being an employee and working for someone else and then I had a lot of blocks about my ability to run my own business and there was a lot of well I've never done this before and there was a lot of beliefs of you know well I've only ever studied law and I've never studied business and I just don't have a clue how to run it just all these resistance came up that was really stopping me from doing it and yeah, I feel like every time that we try to make a new shift or change, especially in something when it is career-wise, we have a lot of subconscious beliefs about our abilities that are mostly based either on our previous career or on our on our childhood. And a, a huge block that I unblocked at the time, a huge narrative was that I'm just not creative enough because I mm. was told from a very young age, there's like a specific example when an art teacher and I was my first year of high school said to me like oh you're not creative and I got it in my head that I'm just somebody who can't create and as it turns out I'm super creative I'm not necessarily artistic but I really love creating new things and coming up with ideas and I have visions for things and I'm very good at you know making I don't know maybe it may be very good as an exaggeration but I have a nice aesthetic on my Instagram and things and I couldn't get to that I couldn't even bring myself to do it whilst I had this block so that was something that I definitely had to overcome and it was a big one. And I know a lot of people, a lot of my clients who start their own businesses struggle with that as well. Oh, yeah. Mine was like on a different but career note. It was people will think I'm crazy or like I can't move from what, you know, like I used to do in corporate into this mumbo jumbo world that I call it because people will misunderstand me they'll think that I've lost my plot and all the things that like well just was really like core wounds of being being misunderstood so yeah Yeah. it like and that comes up a lot it's like yeah like doing what they love is for others it's not for me because you know like I can't do that but others can that's a big one 
And I love this unblocking stage. And it's something that we don't have time to do it in the podcast today, but at the retreat is something that we're going to really teach the participants to, to be able to really, what I call rewrite the narrative. And a lot of that is about accessing those subconscious beliefs, the limiting beliefs and questioning them. So we don't have time to actually really go into detail of how to do that today, but I think it's a really you know, great that we're even just explaining how it works and giving some examples of things that you know we've unblocked in the past. Everybody has things to unblock, you know, and sometimes when I have clients, it's literally a page full, if not pages full of beliefs that we uncover when we come to it. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, that you have a lot of resistance, that you have a lot of beliefs and things that are blocking you when you think of what you want to do next, don't panic. It's normal. We all have these blocks. We all have minds that really sometimes can be very annoying and negative and it's okay. There are ways that you can work with this. Yeah, exactly. Don't believe everything you think. Do not, please do not. Okay. The third step is, I think this is my favorite. Actually, that's not fair because I love all three steps equally, but aligned action. So we're at the point now where we've done some unblocking, we've got more clarity about what's been holding us back. And now we're ready to move into the phase of actually making a change. Now I want to caveat it with something. The minute that you start doing even the first step of this process, you're already taking action. I always say this to clients because we think, okay, first we do step one and then we do step two and then we do step three. Well, you're already doing step three by even doing the self-inquiry and doing this unblocking and really asking these questions and doing it in whatever format. The minute you get your journal out and start to write, you're already taking action. But I would love to hear from you what aligned action means for you and how you can start to actually make some practical changes. Sure. So let's in previous step before the unlocking, we created a vision where we understood what we want. We understood what our needs are, what what values are. So kind of getting clear on that, like, okay, two years from now, like who looks back at you in the mirror when you stand in front of a mirror? Like it doesn't have to be so clear and it doesn't have to be very specific. It doesn't have to have your full five-year plan. It just really like in a couple of years, like what's the energy around you? Who surrounds you? How do you make people feel? How do people feel around you? How do you feel your day? What things do you do? And what things are definitely not there? Just kind of getting clear on that vision. And aligned action then means that whenever you are living your life, and you have a choice, like, oh, like decision to be made, or an opportunity is coming up, an invitation to a project or, or anything, does it bring you closer to that vision or further away from it? So for example, if you see yourself in two years, healthy, happy, relaxed, running your own business, having freedom, being in partnership and so on, but now you have great job opportunity, but that requires you to move to Manila and Philippines and, you know, pick up more hours of work. It's like, is it really bringing you closer to the vision you have or further away? And it, the, the opportunity might make logical sense, but does it feel good to you? Do, do you want it or it just makes sense? So questioning that. And also if you want to be in partnership, but currently you're not dating or not open for dating or don't want to do this or that type of dating because of blah, blah, and there is normal a narrative which is fear-based it's like really 
align action would be first to question that. And secondly, then put yourself in environments that can bring you closer to that vision. So really using that as a signpost or using that as an intention and lighthouse, let's say, and just moving towards it or then reassessing the vision if like maybe it changes with time and then align action doesn't feel good either. So just check in with the vision. So, but it's daily process. It's like, okay, I want to go there. Let me see what steps I can take to get closer and then take it. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be just following these clues and on day to day deciding what the line action towards that vision would look like. And I think I want to pick up on what you just said at the end there of, you know, it doesn't have to be huge, big steps. Aligned action doesn't necessarily mean quitting a job, moving country, you know, breaking up with your partner. It doesn't have to be these huge, big steps. It is just about making small changes every day or the times that you making small changes and always having in mind the future vision of you, as you said. And I think a really big thing here is to a journal prompt that I often use and a coaching question I use with clients is the future version of yourself who is already living that vision, who's already in that space that you're currently working towards and building, what would she tell you to do now? How would she react if you told her that you were about to do, for example, I like the one that you said about take this specific job. And it's like always running past your decision-making through the future version of you who has that, who has that in mind. I think that people may have resistance to, to this question or may feel confused of this question if they think that they don't have enough clarity to take actions yet, or they're not sure what to do next. And I want to just be clear that that's normal. And I think it is just about doing something, even if it's not exactly the thing that you know 100% is going to create the result in the vision. Just create momentum, just get moving. I see this a lot that people get really stuck and then they think, and it's a perfectionism, it's a type of perfectionism, but then they think, okay, I'm just going to wait, 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 wait until the circumstances to change. And then they actually don't do anything at all. And then they get scared to even take one step. And that's why it's really important to just build up some momentum, even if you're feeling very, very stuck. Yeah, I think this lack of clarity, we, we are so not used to not having clarity because actually that's really an indication that like where where did previous clarity come from it means maybe we just were so kind of living the path that was already paid for us so it, it was clear right so in a stage where you are starting to create your own build your own bear then this confusion comes in and it's like totally normal because it's better to be honestly confused than falsely certain so and when the kind of this state of like, I'm not really sure what the vision is. Follow the clues. I had one client who we did this future you exercise and we created the vision and she lives in a city or town and she was like, I saw myself in the mountains, possibly making cheese. I'm like, great. She was like, but I don't know what it means. I'm like, it doesn't have to be mean anything, but just sit with it. Like really, what does the mountains represent to you? Uh, they were two later. She came back and she was like, well, I'm following 
following the clue. I'm going on a trip to mountains. I'm like, this is perfect. It literally gave me goosebumps to hear that because just following the clue from the vision. Okay. It doesn't mean that you have to move, quit everything, move to mountains, start making cheese. No, it just means like, okay, place yourself in the environment that you're seeing in your vision. And then she goes on this trip. She expands her mind. She meets beautiful people. Then she hears more about how people are working remotely. Then she spends a month uh, remote working in Portugal and she just starts opening up to clues where it is guiding her it's not like an end goal and a finished product and perfection because you don't know but you at least start following the clues that are coming from your intuition and align action is that it's not getting from zero to a hundred in no time it's okay how do i take these little steps that might not be clear but really they are guiding me somewhere and start following them yeah wow it's what a great story i love that story it's such a good one and i think that Again, what's coming up for me in my personal journey was when I first discovered coaching and I wanted to become a coach, I didn't feel ready or I didn't really know if I was ready to commit to a coaching course or even hire a coach at this one point. And I remember I went to a networking event about it. That was like the first thing I did. I just went to a networking event and was like, I'm just going to go and see. And then it lit me up and I really enjoyed it. And from that networking event, I ended up chatting to a girl and ended up basically just on the spot saying oh do you want me to career coach you she was looking for a new job and it wasn't something that I had experience in and it was just those little breadcrumbs those little breadcrumbs of the clues that led me to understand how I really like coaching but I didn't know that at the time and it was just like you said following that inner guidance and that inner intuition is there anything else about aligned action that you want to add or or share before we finish just to sum up you're already doing it it doesn't have to be all or nothing follow the clues and this episode is about clarity and there are two it's twofold first of all one point on that is that it's okay that if clarity is not full you know if you were coming and expecting to get like super clear it's just Clarity is about being clear on what your next step is and where you're kind of heading as an intention. And then the second that it's 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 just going to unfold from there. Once you start doing that, the whole point is that you're going to get clearer and clearer. And if you keep questioning, just that's okay as well. Just normalize questioning because that's the best mind state of mind to be in when you're like, oh, is this working for me? Is this what I want or not? I'm, I'm not sure. Let me try this. And just, it's a constant process. It's a daily practice. Yeah. And it's a practice of doing something and then evaluating afterwards and making sure that you have that awareness of being like checking in with yourself. Does that work? Does it feel good? And almost like going through the questions again, when you're on the process of taking action. And I also wanted to say that picking up on what you said before is that it it feels really uncomfortable to not have certainty but there's also something really beautiful in not knowing what's coming next and I think that that's something that a lot of us don't appreciate enough when we're in it that there's so much excitement and there's so much yeah like we don't know what's around the corner sometimes we don't know what's waiting for us so when you're in this space of feeling like something's off you're being called for something more you're being called for the next step the next chapter and you don't know what it is even though it might feel like, oh, I wish I knew, I wish I knew, just take a moment and just appreciate and almost have gratitude for being in this space because you're about to create something brand new. And that's really, really exciting. Yeah. I always say that like, if you have a plan, 
Your plan is the best thing that can happen to you. If you just follow what feels good, magic unfolds because it's just it, it, life is so much bigger and so much more generous than we think it is. Just following that is super, super, super important. Actually, like talking about it makes me like physically excited about the retreat that's coming up because also it's just I think I might have mentioned it in previous episodes. It's like when we kind of have these lives that it's like, okay, you have these checkpoints that you need to, or a signpost that you need to do goals that you need to achieve and so on it's kind of like similar for everyone you know like the a university career you know relationship to that but actually when we start working on this in a group it's so interesting how different we all are and what comes out when it's authentic it's so beautiful and then people say really you want that and that's amazing and good for you and then there is no more jealousy there is just like celebration of everyone's desire and also achievement and aligned action and all the things it's just the most magical experience so i can't wait to create this container with you emma in in kent yeah and i also i'm so so excited to you know take what we're doing what we're talking about today and actually take people through this process you know it's something that obviously we both do in our own separate practices our own separate ways but to do it together and know that there's a group of people who are going to come out with some sort of transformation with some sort of what's the word with clarity basically and with maybe a new plan or maybe a new breakthrough or a light bulb moment or an understanding that's you know it will happen it happens when you're in these environments it happens when you're supported and you ask the right questions and you're taking part in workshops and you're out of your life you know really focusing on yourself so I'm just so excited to know that there's a group of people who are going to go through this and we're going to be able to facilitate it for them Exactly. And I mean, we are kind of summarizing it super quickly in less than an hour. But imagine a four-day container of diving into it. It's magical. It's truly magical. And I do a lot of like in-person workshops. And even in a couple of hours, there is already so many clicks. And then redirection, reassessment, re-evaluation, and like rerouting into direction that feels better, let alone like in four days, it's just going to be really transformative. So yeah. I can't wait. Amazing. And so thank you so much for coming on again for the third time. Maybe we'll do a fourth. Who knows? Another cliffhanger. But I just wanted to you know, follow on really quickly from the last thing that we just said and invite everybody if you enjoyed this episode, if you took away something from it and you would like to dive deeper and really explore more and you're feeling that you want to gain more clarity and come into alignment then come and join us in august it's going to be august the 3rd to the 7th in kent in the uk for our align retreat we hope to see you there and in the meantime we'll see everybody on the podcast next week 